still hear myself a little bit, but it's, it's fine. Yeah, don't worry about that shit. Because <laughs> we're the sex pistols. <laughs> In this podcast, we review pilot episodes of popular TV shows with a dose of shenanigans along the way. I'm Baden. I'm Dave. And this week, we are discussing Danny Boyle's pistol. So, sit back, relax, and don't blame the pilot. Don't blame the pilot. Dive it on fire. It is funny, it, only it, just uh, to yeah, get, I know yeah, we're going to go yeah, there, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, okay. What you've just heard is obviously a blatant fucking rip-off <laughs> of God Save the Queen. But, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not having a go. Like, it's not like you probably sat down with a little thing and been like, hmm, right, how am I going to do this? It, it was kind of half-intentional. I just wanted something just like a kind of shit random thing. <laughs> and I realised, Christ, I'm doing a Johnny Rotten. <laughs> shit random thing. Yeah, like you know, just something it. just like a daft, you know, daft little uh, intro song. But I, when I was watching this, I was like, Christ, that's what I did. Didn't even realise it. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of fitting we're doing this, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of, we're, we're connecting our little um, podcast theme tune. Well, before we get into anything about the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like the Sex Pistols? I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm not like overly jazzed by them, but there's a great line. <laughs> jazz. <laughs> jazz. <laughs> What's jazz? Um, yeah, yeah, they're good. But I, I mean, the it's it's like what one of the characters said, who um, he was in a lot of CBB stuff. Actually, the the manager he's, isn't you know that's why I recognise him for what was it? It was like Boy Feather or some shit like that. So right. back in the day. Anyways, um, his character made like a good point. Like, oh, it's not about the music. It's about it's about the message and you know the the, the fashion and all like that. And he's he's absolutely right to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, and I I, I I like the I like the crack of them. You know, they, they did something different in that time, and I don't know if this—I don't know if they started the punk movement. I'm sure you can correct me if I'm wrong, but at least they were the the main forefront of us. They were. Um, now I, I don't know how accurate it is as to how well they all knew each other, but I'll enlighten you as to the characters because the majority of them are famous people. For example, you know the um, the American uh, girl that works in the. I'm assuming she she's in a famous band as well. Yeah, she was in the Pretenders. She's Chrissy Hind. Okay. Do you know her? No, no. no I'm, I'm Do you know not. the Pretenders? No, no, I don't. No. Ah, you will. They've got a massive Christmas song. Oh, nice. <laughs> no, the the bit of a character. Yeah, the children do. Um, the the blonde lady Viv. Yeah, that's Vivian Westwood. Do you do you know Vivian Westwood? Wait, wait what? Say that again. The blonde lit. The blonde girl in the store. That's Vivian Westwood. Yes. What the fuck? Mm. I've met her. I've got a story about her. Well, we'll get to that. But (laughs) fucking, you're telling me all about this. So it it seems to me that like all these like famous people, it's a bit like Forrest Gump in a way. Oh, 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 yeah. But what's your name? Oh, you know they call me Brad Williams. Oh, you know, but you you at the you you went down the pit, didn't you? Mm. You should call yourself Brad Pitt. You know what I mean? It's 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 that type of crack. 
where like everyone's yeah. fucking famous or like but before they got massive type of thing just which is quite cool Ben for, for people who don't know what we're on about because we like to do this thing but we don't explain what we're talking about so it, it, it's um, it's a mini series of the Sex Pistols and it's, uh, it's based on the memoir of Steve Jones, who was the Sex Pistols guitarist and the lead character in at least this first episode. And the uh, and it's, uh, yeah, of course, like I just said, it was Danny Boyle. And he, he actually, it's based off, like I just said, based off his memoirs and that. So it's not actually real. It's kind of exaggerated deliberately. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, it's a bit like, God, who's the guy who wrote um, Fear and Loving in Las Vegas? Oh, God. My mind goes to mush whenever we do the podcast, but it's that type of like it's a it's kind of like a Gonzo story. It's a bit you know it's exaggerated for story purposes. Deliberately yeah, like life, and, like life of Pi. That's the story of Life yeah, of Pi, isn't exactly. it? That, that yeah, he says the story, the real story was so far fetched <laughs> that I couldn't write it. So this is what happened. That's his crack. That's what he says. Yeah. So th- there's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of bias that's why he's like the main character because it is, it is from the horse's mouth really funny enough um, John Linden who's obviously Johnny Rotten John Lydon John Lydon is how you pronounce this Lydon um, so he said the series was very disrespectful I and bet he fucking he, did because that's cause just... he's a fucking melt and um, no, he's, reveal... co- he's kind of no, I, he's, I he's like a he's, he's a twat, a twat no, no not even in a fun way the way he's presented in this series is absolute banter and he's he's great yeah. But um, anyways, he, he didn't give consent for the project nope. and he wasn't comfortable saying, you know, having a random actor play him. That's what he said. Um, he said he would take legal actions against Danny Boyle and the people involved with the miniseries. Hmm. Like Pro- an absolute twat. Probably because he's just not really got that much money right now. I mean, he did I'm a Celebrity 20 years ago. So can you imagine what he's I like remember him from right that, weirdly enough. I don't even watch the show, but I remember him from there. Granted, he was on one of the first seasons. so he probably I remember him walking out. Re- I remember him walking out very vividly. Yeah. No, I I, I do remember because there was one there was uh there was one time you know Anton Dex going like you know they're like Johnny and his like his name in it was Johnny Rotten and they're like they're like yeah Johnny you're um you know like the audience have voted and you're not going home and he goes oh fuck off yes I am <laughs> I'm from the Sex Pistols. <laughs> he just did it live on TV at like seven in the afternoon. <laughs> The thing is with someone like Johnny Rotten, and um, b- b- by the way, I've nearly watched the whole thing. I've binged it, and um, yep, I knew you would. Yeah, yeah, and, and he, um, he he's kind of uh, he's, he's kind of portrayed kind of cartoonishly, I guess, for lack of a better term. But the the, the interesting thing is, is he's actually like that. Yeah. He, he is literally the real deal of that person. He's not putting on an act. He's he's a fucking nutcase. Yeah. And it seemed in the Sex Pistols, he was, back in the day, he seemed quite cool. But I think as he's gotten older, he comes out with loads of shit every year. Of course he does. Yeah, of course he does. Yeah, like, um, he's just, it. like like you said, he's just a twat. But I like him. I do like him. He's Because he is the real... He is what he is, isn't he? Like he's yeah. like, he's like the Gallagher brothers, who we obviously like. Well, love. I mean, I mean, Oasis is um, Sex Pistols meets the Beatles, which I think is perfect for Oasis. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it's it's of it's of that it's of that old era throwing TVs out of you know out of hotel windows, windows, and smashing guitars and stuff. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I'm, I'll I'll enlighten you a little bit. Um, I'll enlighten a lot of people, but Steve Jones, you'll you'll be more aware of Steve Jones, I think, on the side, without realizing. 
Right. Even even you actually. So he's he's actually in Californication quite a, <laughs> yeah a <laughs> few he? times, and he's um he's the man. Right. Uh, any Arctic Monkeys fans will remember him. Um, the music video for Are You Mine. And there's a guy, there's a random Cockney guy on a, like this radio and he's like, you're listening to Jonesy's Jukebox live on KROQ right now. Do you not remember that, no? No, no. You don't remember that? Fuck. Um, well, that's Steve Jones. That is... that is <laughs> Sex Steve. Pistols and a bit cameo in Californication. Well, no, I think he's like, he's in that one with the season with Tim Minchin and all that shit. <laughs> he's one, he's like, he's just, he's just sort of like, season, yeah. he's just in the entourage of like, Tim Minchin I don't think he's playing himself right he's just oh my god is he like the is he the Cockney bloke Cockney guy with grey hair yeah, that always sunglasses. yeah that's him <laughs> that's him he's, act, he's actually exactly what I think he'd be at, at that age <laughs> yeah the way he cracks on in this um, this episode yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah spot on yeah, yeah of course you'd it. like that when you were a kid um. <laughs> well of course he's one of the founding members of the Sex Pistols he's arguably from his perspective, the founder member of the Sex Pistols. Interestingly enough, there's a bit of a parallel with between him and Liam Payne. Have you right. have, have you seen all the clips of because he was on um, he was on a podcast, right? And he was just talking about One Direction, and he essentially he essentially he's he's kind of he has the idea that he was the like the main guy in One Direction, and he was like bragging about how. At a certain point in time, he had more like listeners than like Harry Styles and stuff like that. Mm. Anyway, the internet completely rinsed him for us. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't seen any of it, David. Actually, it's quite funny. And um, he was saying stuff like, "Oh, si- Simon Cowell, you know, said that he's he's the lead guy. Mm. You know, when they were forming the band, but then he probably told everyone that. So yeah. maybe, but um, but then I suppose externally versus internally, who's like who's the backbone of a band? You know, yeah, like maybe. And um, it's a bit like uh, I think because they were expecting Gary Barlow to be the main guy of Take That, and he was. Don't get me wrong, but you know Robbie Williams just had more to him, and he wasn't the blandest person in pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just didn't have any music, but he got good people to write for him later and whatever. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't believe you don't know who Chrissy Hind is, man. But fair enough, whatever. I've kind of met her, believe it or not, the same weekend as Vivian Westwood, which now makes a lot so of sense. V- Vivian Westwood is fashion designer, right? Yes, of course. Yes, yes. yes. It's, the, like one the, those, it's like one of those really famous names that I don't know too much about. If that makes sense. It's well, like, I know her. The, the fashion, the, the fashion hasn't really changed that much. It's still very punk light, but she's like an icon in herself. I'm saying all this now when I met there's her. A few, there's a few iconic people. I don't know how much you've watched of this. Well, no, I only watched the first episode. Um, right, but but Maisie Williams comes into it. All right, yeah. Who, who, yeah, I, I bet she. I bet they all play somebody fucking. I think it is. Yeah, yeah but but it's just people I don't know. But it, if you look, you know, I bet if you go on their Wikipedia, you're like, oh god, it's them. Oh yeah. shit, really? Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, probably. But um, I guess they were at the epicenter of the punk movement, so it makes a sense in a way, doesn't it? Well, I yeah yeah, but I didn't, I didn't know like that. Considering I was a music student at the time, you'd think I would know who fucking Vivian Westwood was. Even though it's fashion. But you know what I mean? All right, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. And I'm sitting me... I want to like put me in inverted commas. But um, uh, you, I'm sure I've shown you this, but whatever. Um, I was working... I was probably on a come down, to be honest. I was working at a festival, let's be honest. And... Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> right. This is your Vivian Westwood story. Yes, this is my right, Vivian right, Westwood story. Right. Okay. And right. my Chrissy Hines story. I'll get to that in a minute. Okay, but, all right. Um, and uh, I'm in, not like a backstage kind of thing, but the, the back of one of the event tents, you know. It was Latitude Festival. So it's, fucking, it's like a mini Glastonbury, if you can picture that. Um, <laughs> so a smaller festival. <laughs> no, no, but there's like, it's like, you know, there's yeah, a lot. There's poetry a lot of, and, yeah, yeah all, exactly. all that jazz. Got, yeah. yeah, fucking middle class is fucking all that, right? right. And um, so they're all celebrating something and I'm just sitting there minding my own business, smoking a, smoking a tab on the floor. And... Uh, I hear a pop and a fucking champagne cork comes right off my head and I was already riled because it's stressful work, you know? And I just, and I just went, what the fuck? Like, like taste <laughs> of my cork. Yeah. So what the fuck? And everybody just went like, it was like, we're outside and the atmosphere just like, it was just like somebody sucked the atmosphere out of the whole planet. <laughs> and other people were like, you better shut up, Dave. And I was like, no, that fucking hurt that. Well, what the fuck is that about? And, um, and somebody went, that's Vivian Westwood, mate. And I went, who the fuck's that? Money <laughs> 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 Pickering. Yeah. Money Pickering, who? Yeah, I know. And um, in her credit, this is a good story about her. Mm-hmm. Um, in her credit, uh, she came up to me and uh, apologized and gave me the cork. And she said, the cork's good luck. And I went, oh, thank oh. you. So you got the cork? I've still got the cork, yeah. Yeah, still got the cork. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, Chrissy Hind, I didn't meet her. I met... Um, so, right, you know this guy... Um, what's that guy called? Alex, that got famous like Glastonbury at 2019 because he went up on stage and knew all the fucking words, yeah? Right, right. Do you remember this? Yeah. Okay. I'm very sceptical about shit like that and I'll tell you why. There's okay. a very, very eccentric very good looking like Portuguese dude comes wandering up to me and he's like excuse me where's the main stage you know and I'm like oh man it's just over that hill there and he goes ah oh, cool he's obviously eyes oh, a kite he's absolutely smashed you know and he's like I'm going on stage with Chrissy Hind and I went oh really he's like yeah I'm performing with her and I thought oh okay it's weird that you're out here but yeah good cool <laughs> good for you you know have fun I'll try and watch from the distance so I'm on shift but I was like, fuck it, I'll watch him anyway. <laughs> so I, um, he's not there playing. And I was like, ah, what a liar, you know? And um, Chrissy Hine comes on, they're doing all their songs and that, blah, blah, blah. Which is like, right, we're going to get a randomer on the stage, you know? Going to get something from the audience. And they go like, right, get that guy, get that guy. He looks crazy, you know? And then surely enough, who comes up but that, that really high as a guy, Portuguese dude? You know, right. and he's dancing around like a lunatic, and they're like, you know, they're kind of playing off like, God, are you okay? You know, and he's like, he's sort of like just being like thumbs up, like, yeah, I'm happy here, and they just yeah. let him on. And then on the last song, he fucking performs the song with her, like they give him a microphone, really well. The lyric, yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. And I, I thought, well, that ruined everything for me, you know, that I fucking knew that because it wouldn't look really cool otherwise. But yeah, it was all, it was all planned. And then I like, um. <laughs> he fucking came waltzing past me again about 20 minutes later and he went up to a like decorative rowing boat that wasn't made for anybody to think and just he had an awe with him I don't know where he got it from and all the security were chasing him and he just he just fucking rowed away down the lake I never saw him again <laughs> and that was it that was it you know he, he, he went he went to that place where all the elves go doesn't he that was it yeah right. I, just, I just let him go he knew what he was doing it's all good and uh <clears throat> 
Yeah, that's my story about them two. Anyway, it's not really one about Chrissy Hind, but um, I'm assuming Vivian Westwood was there because of Chrissy Hind, and now it all makes sense because of the show. I was like, oh, they knew each other, right? Right, right, right. Like really well. Yeah, yeah. they used to work at a shop <laughs> together. Apparently, fucking. It's hell. quite iconic that shop, you know. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. I, bet, I bet it is now. Is it in Camden? Yeah, gotta be. Uh, let's have a look. It's um. It looked all it's like... It's in, it's in King's Road, wherever that is. Oh, right, yeah. I don't know, mate. You, you want to live in London, I don't know. It's not on the Northern Line, no. <laughs> I'm London Underground. Can um, you direct me to the Northern Line? I'll let you suck my cock. <laughs> suck my microphone? Yeah. <laughs> David Bowie's lipstick. If you haven't seen the episode, by the way, you're not really going to have a fucking clue. There's just a lot of... It's very old school, you know. It's very old school. But let's get into it, yeah. Let's, mm-hmm. um... So... With the Sex Pistols, all I all I knew really, you know, is the odd song and start the punk movement and Johnny Rotten. That's why I associate with it. So I thought that this this main character was Johnny Rotten. I think the I think a lot of people that watch this thought that was Johnny Rotten. Yeah, you're on about the manager Malcolm McLaren. Yeah, no, I was I was on about Steve Jones. Oh, you thought what? You thought Steve Jones was Johnny Rotten? I don't know who Steve Jones is, David. So when you see a you know a Sex Pistols, oh, but I TV thought series. you meant the lad who works in the no, clothes shop. No, because I was like, I was like, is that John? Is that John Lydon? But then he then he says his name, and I was like, ah, he's the manager, right? Yeah, I know him. I know him. Is he famous in his own sense? Uh, he is now because of the Sex Pistols. But I mean, yes. aside from that, yeah, well, yeah, like it's kind quite of an influential, yeah, manager type of thing. Yeah, yeah, fair, very, very key part of the like punk movement, you know. Yeah, but I obviously I don't know any better, so I thought the Steve Jones character was Johnny Rotten, and then they were going to like kind of change his name and make him more punk, and I thought that was kind of like the story of it. Oh really? But like, but I thought but I, I don't know any better, David. So you can't. You know. True, but you know, but you know how John Lydon goes about the way he talks and that. I don't know who John Lydon is. <laughs> oh, sorry, Johnny, Johnny Rotten. Rotten. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Next up, yeah. Yeah, I'll, 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 I will. No, I, I do, I, I do. But I, I thought it was yeah. Call him Johnny Rotten, David Christ. Anyways, I thought <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, I, I, I thought that he would kind of like, kind of put it on. Like it was like a performance thing. Um, and I thought that maybe you know maybe kind of grew into that I, I don't know that, that's well, what I thought it was the, the scary thing about Johnny Rotten is like those lyrics that he wrote and everything like he was sort of like again going back to the thing about the real deal he was like fucking he was like 19 or something you know yeah do you, do you know what I mean like that's kind of like hasn't changed at all that's just him yeah yeah he's not putting it on but that's I guess that's kind of what happens if you're inevitably like ahead of the curve yeah you don't follow you just happen to be there the right place right time you're not doing the what other is, people do if you saw someone like him you think oh he's just trying to be cool be a, be a punk you know what I mean trying to follow in the fold type of thing but the, you know punk wasn't really a thing mm-hmm. I know it probably was in some form but not the way we see it now so it is kind of ahead of its time just to go like right mess me fucking hair up and wear just mad you know clothing and yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and this and then obviously I'm um, I'm assuming the short the get rid of their bass player who was the best um now you'll have to i don't know how to describe this but he was the best musician in the band yes and um he i'm just going off history here but he was the best musician in the band but his look just bless him just wasn't there yeah and then got the sid vicious sid vicious 
I haven't gotten that far, but I can assume that's what happens. You yeah, know, well, but, I'm surprised you've not mentioned Sid Vicious because he is a fucking, he, he was an absolute loopy. I've only seen, because I haven't finished it. I've done about five episodes. Right. And I just, I, I would have watched the whole, I honestly would have binged the whole thing, but I just didn't have enough time. Yeah. Because um, it, it just, it just got me straight away. It, it didn't get me straight away, this um, this first episode. But by the end, I was like, oh, right, here we go. Mm. And um, yeah, so he's only in it, from what I've seen, he's only just kind of appeared in. And, and when I heard Sid Vicious, I was like, oh, I recognise that name. He's probably going to replace one of the band members. Um, well, he's the he's the sort of he is like the neo-Nazi. He's like the these <laughs> the guy, do you know, he's in the history. Guy. <laughs> he's the guy. Right. So, um, but uh, he, it's it's, re- it's really funny how they they come up with their names, their second names. Oh, really? It's it, it's the it's the one moment where you know you kind of you have to remind yourself that you're watching a TV show. If that makes sense. Now I'm like surprised it, that you said that because um, I kind of well, I'll let you finish your point, and then I've got a lot to say about music bio and biopics in general. But uh, yeah, um, well, essentially, it's you know Johnny's in there and he's kind of having a go at everyone. Yeah, and then you know what I mean. I think one of them says something like, "Oh, you're disgusting, man! Oh, you're right, right, a little rotten piece of work, you." Mm. And he just says, oh, thank you. And then walks out. And you're like, right, that's how he gets a second name. Very yeah. Good. And then they do it with Sid Vicious. You know, like he's playing, like Sid Vicious and Johnny Rotten are hanging out at his, um, in his bedroom. <laughs> and he's got like a little hamster and he's playing with a hamster. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he, the hamster bites him and he goes, oh, you fucking vicious little bastard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then Johnny Rotten looks at him. I've, I've got it. Because, you know, they can't both be called boring names you know yeah. it's, it's shit like that anyways I can I can imagine that segues to your point well yeah music let's just stick with musicians biopics yeah yeah and um, I don't know how many you've seen but you take like there's too much to, this isn't necessarily Danny Boyle's fault I think that the whole thing of what I saw was directed really well it looked great it's Danny Boyle man yeah exactly it's not even like worth criticising any of it I don't know yeah. if I don't From know a directing if, point of view so you, you probably have more of a problem with the script y- yeah and, but, it, but that, I think that goes down to a lot of biopics like fuck Bohemian Rhapsody to death you yeah know? that film can go fuck itself like if you think that's how Freddie Mercury was you're tripping right Brian May has a lot of fucking answers for it like, we, we, we could do a whole episode on Bohemian Rhapsody there's I, so much to talk about I fucking love Brian May I do now after that. I hate him. Him and Jared Leto, I'd leave them both on an island. I hate them. Yeah, and um, uh, peddling, like, fucking Queen playing at the Jubilee. Well, whatever, right? And they're like, oh. Anyway. They really fucked over Freddie Mercury there. I felt so bad for him that this film existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people know the story. Sasha Baron Cohen was originally meant to do it. He would have been mint. Fuck off if you think otherwise. But, um, yeah. To be, to be fair, the, the guy that got the guy did us Remy Malik. Remy Malik, we're shit with names, aren't we? Absolutely. Yeah, Remy. Got, Remy Remy Malik was still very good, but it was just the role itself was wrong, and Sasha Baron Cohen turned it down because it was kind of a sanitized version of the character. Well, at, the, at that point in time, the make uh, the pre-production of the film was half about Freddie Mercury, and then the rest about Queen. Half you know, was after. Queen after Freddie had died. 
Yeah. I, I don't know who convinced uh, Brian May and that. I think a lot of people. I think a lot. I think a lot of people would have said that. Like you know, come on, guys, it's Freddie Mercury, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what Queen is. You're you not know? all Get that. You're not all. You're not that. all that. Only because you built a guitar from a fireplace or some shit like that, you know. I know. Oh, God, don't even get me. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so, but I know you mean, a lot of biopics do follow this, a similar format, which and is the, like, oh, we, oh, so this is how the band gets together. Oh, no, yeah. we don't like each other. But we've got something here, boys. We can, we can make a big, you know, type of crack. Yeah. It has got. It, it did remind me a bit of Bohemian Rhapsody. It was mainly the the characters aside from Steve Jones and Johnny Rotten in the band, at least. Yeah, they kind of acted like Brian, Brian May and the blonde guy. Yeah, so like it'll be it'll be somewhere on. it'll be somewhere in the script that like somewhere in the book that like all oh, the rest of them were squares, man. You know. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, they weren't up for a good time, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you'd be replaced. <laughs> they went punk, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was some shit like that. Just because the absolutely. Actually, I like the Beatles. Oh, fuck the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I can already see where it's going in the way of the story. It's like, right, he can't, he, he gets stage fright. So they'll give him a guitar. But they'll be like, there'll be something of like, well, this is your fucking armor, innit? This is your fucking armor, mate. He's like, I can't fucking David, play the guitar. David. I bet you that's exactly David, how it goes. What? You've, you've literally line for line. Are you joking? I'm not taking the piss. Yeah. <laughs> That's well. exactly what fucking happens. Yeah, well, because it's obvious, isn't it? This is the problem with biopics. That literally what happens. He was just like, I'm going to get you some, get on your get on your knees. And then he gets the guitar and I'm going to knight you with this. This is your, this is your weapon, your sword, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and then he learned how to play the guitar from scratch in like five days. And that's why punk is punk because people can't play, and that's all that. Yeah, it's obvious. Yeah, it's obvious, right? And the 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 the, 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 <laughs> the Doors biopic with like Val Kilmer, um, it's just so much stuff like that. You know, like they get him in the mid '60s where he's like starting to get like starting to put on weight, and he's just on acid like all the time, and they're just sort of like, you know, you don't want to end up dead at 27, mate, do you? You know, and all yeah. that. 27 you he's got like, he's, yeah. go past 27 yeah and they're all like you know almost looking at the camera like do you think he'll make a past 27 guys <laughs> fucking hell right um, it's, a, it's a bit like Brian Rhapsody's like oh you know <clears throat> oh come on mate you, you're doing too you're going too wild man when you be when you be a band when you be together man hmm. I'm getting out of this party nice and early because we're really good upstanding citizens yeah, when in reality oh, they were no, like, no, when no, they found no. out, when they found out that Freddie Mercury was gay, they went right, fuck you, fuck you, and they I'm didn't talk to him. So- they disowned I'm gonna him. make my own, yeah, and then I'm gonna make my own solo album, and then they have the fucking cheek in the fucking Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> to go like, oh, well, Freddie Mercury left the band first and made his own solo album. No, he fucking did. He was literally the last person <laughs> to do so. You utter melt. You can fuck off. That film can fuck off. Honestly, mm. I hate. It. I just, I felt so bad. You know, I guess the the only the only silver lining is that he's he's not he's not alive to have seen it. You know, <laughs> yeah, at least he's dead. That would have <laughs> fucked me off. That no, but know. but if he was alive, Christ. it would have been a way better film. It probably it would have been. He, he, he would have went. He would have wanted Sasha Baron Cohen to do it. Mm. He probably would have went. You know what? I don't even want to film. I don't want to film. Fuck off. Yeah, fair play. Not that, yeah, not that I knew him. But I, I, to be honest with you, I can I can see. And, and and I guess this is the crux of this series, David. Because mm-hmm. I think I think you're absolutely right. I think there's some over the top characters. It has some like Bohemian Rhapsody type crack in it, 
really from a writing point of view but the directing's that fucking good yes. and the um the shot composition's mental and that was the only thing that I was excited to watch her cuz cuz Danny Boyle is like one of my favorite directors he's probably he's, oh, he's, he's he might be he might be he's in the conversation with me um, he's he's always one of those directors that when I never fancy watching any of his stuff, but when I do, it's amazing. Yeah, and um, so watching this and some of the shots were just just fucking class. Is the if, whole if, thing four by three as well? It is. Yeah. I didn't even notice it honestly. I noticed it from the beginning, but I completely forgot about it. No, because it's done. The, the, uh, oh, there was something. It was Bridgerton. I was on about you know like where I was saying like well there's nothing it, like it didn't look old timey in its presentation whereas like this Bridgerton of, look old timey they didn't have cameras back then no it'd be nothing I know that but I'm on about in the colour grade and, and stuff still like that Vincent Van Gogh movie but with Bridgerton <laughs> I mean in the colour grade and stuff you know <laughs> right right okay I'm, I'm, I'm just saying there was no effort whatsoever and I, I, I know what you mean I'm, I'm just being even Downton Abbey looks bland because it's bland because it's a bland fucking show as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it fits the bill. For yeah, what it is. B- bland, bland crack, and mm. um, and and the oldies like. But it, this was stylized, like. Yeah, it was. It was supposed to be raggy, and to be fair, that you know, out of context, if you sell it, oh yeah, the guy down at the train spot and is doing this, you'd think, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, he's a perfect guy for it, and he's kind of up- uplifted because I think he's that good of a director that he can uplift a kind of a naff script. Mm-hmm. But the script is kind of. It's it's one of those things where it's it's kind of so cartoonish and so you know what I mean. It it, it kind of you can't stop watching it and you want to carry on. It's fun. It is it's fun. a fun thing. It's not taking itself too seriously. Yeah, and it's just enjoyable. Some of the comments are fucking yeah. You, you know how much we we hit people who you know review films and stuff like that, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and some of the comments are just like, oh, the characters are all over the all the top. None of this really happened. It's exaggerated. I was like, yeah, go and watch a fucking documentary then. If you want to get the real story, I'm, I'm here to kind of have a good entertainment and enjoy enjoy myself because I don't give a fuck about the Sex Pistols, but yeah. th- this has actually got me interested in them. Yeah. You know, and I enjoy the characters. All the characters are really, really good, especially, the, well, I mean, the main ones, you know, the main bunch. Mm-hmm. They're all interesting people, and it's the, the shot composition is amazing, and it's just fun to watch. I mm-hmm. had a blast. It's one of the first. It's one of the first shows in a very long time that I've actually like pretty much binged. Yeah, like I, I just had to watch the next one straight away. Well, yeah, yeah, of course, because we're like we don't, we don't really. Um, I think the last I, time I guess, happy was Karate Kid, wasn't it? Cobra <laughs> Kai. Because we um, um, yeah. watch a new show every fucking week, right? So can you imagine, like, it, it gets harder and harder for us to sort of stick with something, doesn't it? Like, Yeah. Um, but the, the cool thing about Danny Boyle, though, a lot of his films aren't rated that high. I think it's only Train Spot, honestly, that's rated high. Yeah. And Some Dog Millionaire, even even that's kind of probably correctly rated, to be fair, out of mm. his films. But a lot of his films are very in the low. Like, he gets a lot of mixed reactions. But he doesn't always write the script. No. Does he, he ever, ever write a script? I don't think he ever writes a script. No, yeah. he's a pure director. So... Yeah, but I'm... Um, you know what I mean? I, I think he's one of them. But but those are the best directors, I think. The ones that kind of divide opinion a little bit. But like I said, I, I think it's the, the script that lets it down. But at the same time, I'm enjoying it because it's so schlocky. Yes. Yeah. And it's... And I don't think it would work any other way. Mm-hmm. And people just need to enjoy things for what it is. It's a, it's a mini series. This isn't going to last five seasons. It's telling a story in I think it's like six episodes or something. Yeah, well, the Pistols they only had one album anyway. 
And like, yeah, um, and like I said, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're not going to show this in the fucking show. But um, Sid Vicious, I think he fucking stabbed his like wife like about 30 times and then killed himself straight after. Like, they show some horrific shit in this, by the way. Oh, fair enough. Maybe you do it. forget this is Danny Boyle we're talking about. <laughs> True. A dead baby on the seagull and then that. I know, know. I just think it's on Disney Plus in it, but then. Well, yeah. funny enough, there is, there is a. I don't want to spoil it. Fair do. But yeah, um, you know. There's a lot of train spotting in this, actually. Mm. Yeah. I can I can imagine that. Because it, it, it's, the you know, the idea, you know, when um when Steve gets uh, locked up and the, like, because obviously you yeah. without any context, you'd have thought, I'm, uh, well, unless you thought it was Johnny Rotten, but like, um, you know, that, that the thought of that was quite daunting. That's like kind of what a panic attack feels like. The way that bit was shot, you know, Wait, when he's which, in prison, when he's, when in, he's prison. in prison, yeah, and yeah. then you know his um his stepdad, Ron, mm. walks in. He's like, "Look at you, you lazy son." He, was, he doesn't let it lie, does he? Oh, it was it was so cool. It was, I, 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 God, I, I do apologize. I keep wanking on about Danny Boyle, but it's like it's so his style, just kind of just doing all these mad shots, yeah, like the train running around and stuff like that. Even when he's playing, I just, oh, I fucking, I love shit like that. Yeah. Like it's it's that type of like grounded surrealism which mm-hmm. I really like. Like he picks the right moments for it to go go fucking off the wall. It's like what we were saying last week with them um, only murders in the building mm-hmm. when that surrealism bit came and that that was fucking class. I'm just a sucker for shit like that. It might might be gimmicky as fuck, but I'm I'm all for it. No, it's good. Of course, I do I do like it. I do like that kind of thing. I just I mean, not that it's comparable to like only murders in the building. But no. I, I think <laughs> it's not. No. But I think that had a better um, script. Whereas I think this is just obviously night and day in terms of like directing, isn't it? Obviously, because Danny Boyle is so He's good. That good. Yeah. But um, I, I think this is a better term. Um, but maybe maybe this fits the philosophy of the sex pistols in a way. Only murders in the building is a more correct script. Yeah. But this is technically worse, but more enjoyable. Which would you rather have, you know? Well, I carried on with only murders in the building, like I said I would. Mm-hmm. Oh, does it get better? Um, yeah, it just, it just sort of stays the same. Ah, oh, okay. So that's me not watching it. <laughs> well, I've only, you know, I'm only, I'm only three episodes in. Okay, been, been okay. Busy, been busy. Well, 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 tell me when it gets, gets mad. Like I'm expecting it to. I will try my best. It's like um, we know you're. Go um, we, we haven't really talked about the actual episode, um, but the, yeah, essentially the, the whole th- the whole first episode is um, Steve Jones. Really, it's it's all him. Johnny Ron's not even in it. The, the only time he's in is in the last shot, which I thought was so fucking cool. Yeah. To be fair, though, Pink Floyd did help it along that shot. Like, um, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 it was "Wish You Were Here," isn't it? Played at the end. Yeah, yeah, the end. And um, and then you see um, Johnny Rotten's fucking t-shirt. It's like I fucking hate, <laughs> I fucking hate Pink Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just staring at himself Looking in the mirror. At, and he turns around. Yeah, loves it. Yeah, but was it not at any point then that you thought Malcolm McLaren was uh, Johnny Rotten? No, because the way he spoke is quite similar to how Johnny Rotten goes on. Malcolm, no, no. But you thought I, Steve I, Jones was. <laughs> I, 
I, I saw Sex Pistols, and the only person I know in the Sex Pistols was Johnny Rotten. Hmm. And I thought I thought it was one of those bands that was just he, he was pretty much the Sex Pistols, and that was it. And he had like a backup band. Uh, Obviously, I'm wrong, yeah. David, yeah. but but that's what I thought. I thought, well, the show must be about. You know, this show can't be about the fucking guitarist from the Sex Pistols. Should be about Johnny Ryan. But yeah. then you re- obviously, I realised watching this that pretty much every member is famous in their own right, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I, I didn't know that, so I just kind of. But I can't. But but in a weird way, I probably got more enjoyment out of it for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Because I didn't know. I didn't know how it was going to go, and the fact that I thought like, all right, he would go. He's going to get. Because the whole thing is, is that like you know, he started a band. He's a bit of a. You know, he steals stuff. He steal, he stole in um, David Bowie's mic. You know, he loves Bowie. You know, he he has a love interest in the shop. He essentially goes to a shop, which is essentially, you know, where Vivian Westwood is from, pretty much the start of the punk movement as we know it. And, yeah, he he finally, you know, he gets, gets in the band and then he gets the manager mm-hmm. who, who, you know, gets to perform. And I thought, like, right, this is the moment he's going to go full Johnny Rotten or something like that and he absolutely shreds doesn't he and he shreds he completely I, 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 fucks it up but to any other person who knew the sex was like well yeah he's going to choke here because I, I know the story or at least I know that he's not going to be the lead singer so why would they make him amazing you know what I mean so that that made it quite cool for me mm. but at the end of the day David j- just quickly going back to what you were saying about how it being formulaic you know I think it's formulaic on a surface level like the plot yeah, but the the stories, especially in this, this episode, I thought was really cool, and actually weirdly similar to Train Spotting, or at least Train Spotting too. Mm-hmm. The idea of father figures in like it was, family uh, and stuff like that. It was definitely more similar to Train Spotting too. Yeah, me, it reminded me, me of like Begbie and his dad and stuff like that. Yeah, mm. maybe maybe that's more in yeah the tone of the story, like the way the way people are in their life at that given point mm-hmm. as opposed to train spotting where that it's just beyond fucked aren't they and then um <laughs> <laughs> well that's that that's the crack of it isn't <laughs> yeah and uh and you know danny boyle's styles probably just changed over the the decades as well and train spotting 2 is obviously not that far in the past as opposed do, to do you think his directing styles changed well i don't mat- think it has matured maybe would that be a better song? I don't think it has. I think he was fucking on it from the get-go. I, don't, I think he's always been men. I'm not saying there's anything to perfect. I'm just saying, like, it's like, as a creative, isn't it? It's like well, a reflective no, I, of his... With, you know, and this isn't a knock on Spielberg or anything, but, like, a lot of, like you were saying, a lot of directors kind of change their style as they're getting old. You know, you, you kind of get interested in different things and, you know, like, uh, Spielberg does a lot of, like, um, there's a lot of kind of I wouldn't say boring but a lot more slow paced kind of um, like war like talking type films mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that you know he does it really well but obviously he's gotten away from shenanigan action films because he, he's not interested by it anymore but I feel like Danny Boyle still picks projects he, he would probably do when he was in his 20s yeah okay but what about um, I suppose a really obvious one for me would be like Quentin Tarantino hmm. um, particularly like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood like uh, which is right. still which is still very much he's changed the story but that, but that's more that was more like a commentary on his own work if anything he's probably if you know what I mean I bet his next film goes back to form it was yeah but then like maybe but the well, story the story didn't allow his full Tarantino ness <laughs> but, but 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 by design you know yeah 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 
Yeah. But I know, I know what you mean. But a lot of directors do change that. But I, I don't think... I think Danny Boyle's kind of kept the same, really. What about uh, Guy Ritchie? Yeah, I, I think I think Guy Ritchie's problem... It's not his problem, because I still enjoyed The Gentleman. I enjoyed The Gentleman. A lot of people didn't. I, I, enjoy, but... I, I enjoy it. But the, his problem... Is that well? For one, he's he's amazingly good at doing the gangst British gangster shtick, like yeah. kind of too good at it that he can't really Do excel anything in else. anything else, which isn't a bad thing. There's nothing wrong with that, mm. but he's he has too much of a budget now and too many big actors. See, I love Lockstock just because it was a very low budget and he had to just work with what he had. I think he works best. And Danny Boyle's actually the same, and he's, and he's even said this in interviews, mm-hmm. that, like, um, he, just, he, didn't, don't, he doesn't think he does better with, like, higher budgets. He kind of enjoys the struggle well, there's making I, stuff. I think a lot of people are like that in a lot of different walks of life. Limitations make for creativity. I agree, and I think um, Guy Ritchie... Yeah, with the gentleman, it felt too clean. Like... like it was kind of too nice can you, the way it was shot and the acting and that you know well put it put it this way. can you imagine hypothetically like just say all of a sudden with like this just completely worked right and then all of a sudden we were recording video and we had a booth with a fucking neon get dumbling the pilot <laughs> thing in the background and all that Everything right purple for like video game yeah yeah carry sponsored on, yeah. by keeps and whatever you know keeps yeah you know <laughs> fucks keeps i don't know and for today's sponsor fucking keeps yeah and whatever you know or hello fresh yeah, anything yeah, like yeah. right right manscaped all that all that bollocks red shadow life exactly <laughs> right i'm telling you it won't feel right there'll be there'll be this gut-wrenching feeling where you just go fuck you know like where someone goes right oh yeah like and all of a sudden you've got a manager and we've got oh we've got a budget now to you know, like what microphones you want? All that was like, no, no, we've already sorted it. Like, it don't need any more. Like, it's yeah. fine. You know, it's fine the way. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, it, it, it's reason why Train Spotting Two was done on the exact same budget as the first one to try and keep, try to keep the the feel of it. Even though, ironically, Train Spotting Two, and by design, by the way, David, he, he tried to shoot it differently to tr- the first one, just so they kind of have more of a separation with each other. Yeah, it's one. It's a very. He wasn't, tra- he wasn't trying to copy it. It's a very bizarre sequel. It's one of the most different sequels by the same director. Yes, but he wanted. But he obviously wanted that because he didn't want people to go, like. He didn't want to no, redo pra- the first story. I'm again, praising yeah. him for it. He got. Yeah, lot, he got a lot of stick for it. But like, I like, love Trainspotting too, and I think a lot of people dislike it for the wrong reasons. I think people like it more in a second viewing. Yeah, people want like with the sequel. People want the nostalgia trip, and it's weird because the theme of the film is nostalgia, that's, but it gives but, but absolutely none of it. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's why he's a good fucking director. Yeah, no, I agree. He is. I'm, I'm not slagging him off. Oh no, 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 like, no, no I know like, we're just wanking him off early, but you know, um, yeah, he's amazing, and obviously, and obviously with this, he's absolutely elevated it. Because yeah, yeah like, like you said, you're right. It's 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 not the best script or you know but it's direct to perfection and love it I do believe a lot of the stuff in it like some of the bits and stories and stuff yeah, like, um, yeah Steve absolutely. Jones is fucking nuts by the way if you like if you, like, if you actually go to like listen to it like he really is fucking mental but yeah. you've got to bear in mind that like this is obviously like his memoirs and this is how he presented himself <laughs> you know? it's like even he said he exaggerated when he wrote his memoirs. Yeah. But like... So, From his point of view. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like... 
that's what he was willing to have himself presented like he's fucking mental but that's but that, you know that is what makes it great it's not perfect I don't know I just think it does fall into too much of the biopic tropes yeah for no, me no, to absolutely love it but it is still very good very good got some bad reviews here David I'm all I'm, I'm all ears uh, Pistol didn't capture the down and dirty feel of that era he obviously meant era everything everyone okay uh, looked too polished I think he's meant to say everything looked a bit too polished um, I guess you could call it the soap pistols I'm not sure what the joke is there. Um, Sydney Chan- Chandler seems to have put the most work in, as she actually sounded like um, Chrissy Hind at times. But for the most part, it was a bit cartoonish, a bit plastic, if you will. Right. Um, so somebody wanted a more realistic biopic. Yeah. Um, okay. Another one's. Te- I-, I-, I love reading bad comments. Uh, terrifyingly terrible. I only managed to get 30 minutes in. Was this supposed to be a cartoon? No wonder. Johnny Johnny Rotten didn't want anything to do with it. Shambles from the start to the thirty minute mark. Written by John Lydon. <laughs> yeah. John Ly- John Lydon seventy seven. That's the account name. <laughs> so Rotten. Mm. Vicious Sid. <laughs> Vicious Sid. <laughs> uh, I was really looking forward to this. A big letdown. Bad writing. Bad acting. If this is Steve Jones' inside story of the pistols, then no wonder Johnny Rotten sued him. Mm-mm. Be surprised if he didn't. You know what I mean, Johnny Rotten. Yeah. Um, what a complete load of bollocks! I really wanted to like this, but was so di- bitterly disappointed. I can't believe this was based loosely on fact. And if it was, I lost interest very quickly. Another one that has the title: "What a load of bollocks." Where do I start? Malcolm McLaren looks older than Steve Jones. Steve Jones looks more like a young Mick Jagger. Johnny Rotten looks more like Gollum and acts like Rick Mayall. Uh, I think he's he's, he's referencing the young ones, which a lot of people have commented on. Uh, the incidental yeah. music is good, though. Vivian Wessler looks right, but far too young. So a lot a lot of people are complaining about the characters because they don't match up to. And I think that's why I liked it because I I I couldn't care less about the Sex Pistols. So I'm kind of watching these new characters that I don't know anything about mm-hmm. and enjoying it for that. Yeah. But I think a lot of people want their one to one recreation of their yeah, maybe, Sex Pistols. Maybe there was some inspiration in like Rick Mill, but like Rick Mill. Do you know a lot about Rick Mill? Oh, well, Bottom, yeah. And uh, Blackadder. <laughs> See, uh, you're missing out on the young ones, man. The young ones was a hoot. So good. I'm I'm not really into British sitcoms. No, true, but it was like the birth of, like, all, funny enough, like, on the back of, um, you know, the punk era and new mm. movements and this and that. Um, the young yeah. ones was the, um, the sort of birth of um, alternative comedy on the BBC. Yeah, so it's like very like outrageous slapstick, a bit like a bit like what Bottom became, but it was better than that because it was written by uh, Ben Elton, who's a fucking very good writer. Um, and uh, yeah, it's Rick Mill's character in the Young Ones, and there's Vivian as well. The two guys from Bottom, like Vivian, is like basically Sid Vicious, and then um, Rick Mill. I think his character's just called Rick. but um, he is a sort of anti-establishment you know like kind of book well makes out like he's book smart but he he loves Cliff Richard even though he's like anti-establishment that's the paradox of like his character and stuff right 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 got it yeah Um, 
but uh yeah i can i can see a little bit of that in this but then it was such a similar era so like yeah of course and that's what the character's ripping off wasn't it (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's what they're ripping yeah that's what they're ripping off anyway so whatever whatever what do you think the imdb rating is actually actually would you carry on david for Danny. For Danny. For Danny Boyle. Oh, Danny Boyle. Oh, Danny Boyle. The pipes are calling. The pipes are calling. Oh, Danny. <laughs> God, you're so rotten, Johnny. Uh, what do you think the IMDb rating is? Hmm. I think it'll be quite low. Okay. Um. You you know we live in a different time now in TV I like that they're trying to give a lot of TV um, sorry like a lot of film directors like uh, chances with TV shows you know and I'm glad that they're going for it because they but, can't make films anymore because Marvel's took up all the spots yeah but I think their art is wasted because um, people just don't see it you know they want like this thing that absolutely, funny enough, a pilot that absolutely has to hook you in every single way and has to be perfect. Yeah. And this just isn't. But we, I guess, go into it analysing straight away, don't we? So you can see the kind of like oh, good and bad. Um, and um, so I'm guessing about 7.5. 7.6. 7. Mm, yeah, mm. fair. fair. What do you fair, think fair. the first episode is? Mm. Well, it's always lower, isn't it? Oh. It's always lower these days. <laughs> uh, seven point four. Seven point three. It's the lowest one of the series. <laughs> they all are. <laughs> I think everyone this year we've done has been the lowest of the series, apart from yeah. Smiling Friends, maybe. Or Stranger Things, but um. Yeah. Yeah. But then it kind of proves my point that just got off to a great start, wasn't it? Yeah. And um, but yeah, no, I would, I would, um, I would carry on. I, like I, I genuinely would. Uh, it kind of, if anything, you know, like obviously, I suppose when we, one of the things that made us good friends was like we played music together for a long time. Mm. So yeah, maybe play the guitar a little bit after. Just was like, eh, why not? I've only got an acoustic guitar to working at the minute. So I'm sitting there mumbling like, God save the queen. God save the queen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we made it, man. And all that, whatever. Don't blame the pilot. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly the same. <laughs> um, yeah, whatever. Would you? You already have. Already oh, yeah, have. Are you going to watch the last episode? Yeah, I'm, I'm, go- I'm getting right through it. Fair play. Cool. Uh, good for you. I know. Thank you. Yeah. Um, good for God. You. Where can you find us? Uh, our subreddit is r slash dbtp podcast. Um, our Facebook. Some people are actually on it. What the fuck? Cool. Good for you. <laughs> is uh, <laughs> is fucking. I don't know, it's probably DBTP podcast. Is that what it is? It is, it is. I don't know, I've took... No, just yeah. type it in the search bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll find it's just, just see, you'll see our TV faces. Yeah. Uh, our Twitter is DBTP podcast. Our uh, TikTok is DBTP 
podcast. And our Instagram is don't blame the pilot. And I think that's everywhere. Give us a message. Yeah, ma'am. Give us a message. Yeah. I'm begging you. Um, <laughs> Please. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll see you next week. Yeah, take care, everybody. Friggin' in the Riggin. It's like this random song by uh, Sex Pistols that's not anything like the rest of